It's time for Swinging Blindly, the show where PJ and Blaze make their bold baseball predictions. Once in a while, they'll hit a home run. Sometimes they'll hit a grounder or fly ball somewhere, but most of the time they're going to swing and miss. Strike three, you're out. Here he is, stepping into the batter's box, the man with the plan, who roots for a team with a late legend named Stan. It's not unusual for him to lead off, B.J. Geary. Welcome, welcome, and welcome back to another edition of the Swinging Blindly Podcast here with yours truly, PJ, and my good friend, as always, Blaze. How are you doing? PJ, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. How are you? You know, I, I, we were just briefly talking off air, but I, I, another day above ground. And, yeah. and, I don't, and I mean that just, you know, got to be grateful for every day in as a person in general. But then as a baseball fan, as a Cardinal fan, that's sort of how I'm feeling. But we will get into all of that and much, much more as we get into this episode of Swinging Blindly Blaze. Where can the people find us? Absolutely. They can find us on social media, facebook.com slash swinging blindly podcast. On Twitter, at Swinging Blindly, we were talking quite a bit, you know, far more than than two men in their late 20-something should be talking about Santa Claus. But we were talking about Santa Claus for quite a bit. <laughs> and there wasn't alcoholic-infused eggnog, so uh, it, was, it was a perfectly sober and sane and logical conversation. So uh, that is uh, what happened in the pre-show. So if we sound a little bit off, you know, for forgive, forgive the the visions of Rudolph, oh, and prancing across, us. prancing across the the prairies of my mind, and and forgive us as well because on this show, if you didn't know, now you will know. We swing for the fences, and we don't care where it lands because sometimes we can see it, and sometimes we can't. Well, and you know, we're no different than. Any other major league power hitter? There you go. I mean, yeah. And talk about today's baseball, man. I mean, that 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 seems to be some uh, something that has held true, and uh, I mean, that's just the way the game is going, and the way not even the where the game is going, where the game is. No so, doubt about it. And uh, where the game is is where I figured we would start today, Blaze. Let's just get right into it around the league. We got a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to the, the, you know, we're in the middle of August here and we got the playoff push coming up and we have plenty of things, some good, you know, good things for baseball, which sometimes before we get into around the league, uh, around the league, the standings, Rob Manfred, he gets a lot of, uh, you know, he gets a lot of comments whether they're he gets a lot positive. of rightly deserved criticism. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, and but the field of dreams game is something that, and not just to give him credit, the solo credit because that's obviously not the case, but just 
kudos to baseball in general for that game. So we will get to all of that. Yeah, it was it was a great more. game. It, it really was a great game, even though it didn't quite turn out the way I would have liked to as a Yankee fan. Yes. Yet again, eighth. I mean, 18th freaking time this year we have blown a lead in the eighth inning or later, it, the most in Major League Baseball after coming back. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, Stanton's home run putting the Yankees ahead instead just to lose it two batters later because Zach Britton still has a lot of rust. He needs to shake off of his injuries. And it's actually, you know, to me, with with Britton right now, I wonder how much he truly has left in the tank. Is the career nearly over? Because this is as far of a cry from the Zach Britton of elite status as I have ever remembered him being. It is a, it was certainly a night to, to contemplate things of that nature for the Yankee fans. And it was certainly a wonderful end for the White Sox fans. But as a whole, I think baseball won for that night. No question about it. I mean, the, the setup in Iowa, right in the middle of the cornfield. I actually listened to the White Sox radio broadcast because they're actually oh, nice. traveling with the team. With the team. And, and yeah. they were actually able to be there in there. Iowa, whereas with John and Susan doing the Yankee games, they're still doing the stuff from the stadium. And I'm sorry, as much as I love John Sterling, he is not a good, what I like to call, monitor broadcaster. Uh, because he has gotten himself in the habit, as good play-by-play broadcasters do, of looking at the field far more than you do the monitor. But when you are on the road, no field for you to look at. You just have the monitor to work with, and I and I get it. You know, in this instance, you never know what camera angle is going to pop up or what sort of thing. But it's it's clearly obvious that he struggles to do these games off the monitor. And I'm sorry, I don't want to hear my broadcasters struggle when the team is struggling. Yeah, no, there there have been a couple of instances like that in the Cardinal broadcast that I've that I've been watching. I think well. it's unavoidable um, for these for these guys. And I give them a pass. I truly do. It's just for me as a blind person, who's gonna create the better picture for me? The people that are actually there or the people broadcasting it off the monitor? Well the answer yeah. is, unless you're an amateur that's there, uh the answer is the people at the park are going to give me yep. the better image. Yep, that's for sure. They're going to they're going to paint the better picture for you when they are actually live in person as opposed to which and and as you said before we get into it and we'll start with the AL East with your Yankees. Um but well it, it it's a testament to to how good some of these guys are because there are times, you know, listening to the radio broadcasts where you you there are times where you it, it is very obvious that they aren't there but for the most part they are calling it as if they are there and, and you have to give credit where credit is due uh, to be able to create that as much as they can because like you said they are hindered most teams and like so the white Sox are doing it and there has to be other organizations that are also sending their broadcast teams yeah but many yeah many of them are are not and and i know I the cardinals aren't i know the cardinals aren't. and i don't get it i really freaking don't get it yeah. 
No, you and, know uh, the, the it is their job to broadcast the games. Did I understand it last year? Of course, of course, I understood yeah, course. it last year. I understood it beginning of this year. Well, and now it's so bizarre in the sense that you have the Delta variant cases going back up. So now it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, let's just you know, let's just let's just keep it as it is. I, it's and it's just. Really, these past 18 plus months have just been about as unpredictable, unthinkable. The definition of taking things day to day, it's freaking exhausting. It really is. Yeah. Honestly, man. And, and, you know, obviously we've gone, we, you know, this is the Homer Minute segment for Blaze here as we get into the Yankees. And now we're getting into all the, the broadcast, you know, this is the beauty of this podcast, my friend, because we talk baseball and we swing the fences and we don't care where it lands. We make we it rain it. during the rain delay. And there you go. And we we bring the rain ourselves. It has landed wherever it lands and it's, it has landed on this topic of conversation, which is imperative. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, at this point, it just there's nothing. Time will tell, but it's 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 I miss it. I miss it, and you're right, and you brought it up, and I have to just back you up on this one as much as it might pain me sometimes to do. And, I mean, get them out there when they can, right? I mean, while yeah. they still can. And, yeah. and But right. we'll have to see. The world is, as you said, the 18 months, and just a just wonderful verbiage by you there, my friend. Well, thank you. I, I do the best I can as – yeah, I mean the Field of Dreams game. I mean, what what a what a spectacle! It this is it, this is really the event that baseball needed because nothing else was going on in the world of sports. Nothing else. I mean, yeah, sure, you had some NFL preseason games, and unless you are a truly devout fan of your NFL team, you're not watching NFL preseason. Highest You're rated baseball not. game in 16 years. Well, and, and how much does that say that any World Series hasn't had this much love? I mean, that says so much. It says so much to me, so much about where this sport is and, frankly, where it used to be and where it needs to be. I mean, baseball has taken such a fall from grace. It really has because, well, a couple of things. One, Baseball has not done a good job. Actually, they've done an absolutely deplorable job in marketing their star talent. Yeah. I mean, that that's really the the big thing. And and also too, I mean the the ever evolving conversation of how do we make the game more youth fan friendly? I mean, the the simple reality is there's not enough action in this game. There just isn't. And how do we do that? I mean, that's, look, that's obviously an off-season thing that we can go off and we should go off on when that time comes. But this Field of Dreams event was something to be celebrated by Major League Baseball. No question about it. No question. And and it was. And, and man, just the, 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 the corn in the outfields. And, you know, a part of me wishes that they didn't put up fences because it would have just been cool to just have the ball just go over, you know, 
if it goes over the corn and the front corn, it's a home run. But <laughs> yeah, have but guys you being able to catch balls into the corn, yeah, it would have been great. Yeah, but could you imagine some guy getting like stocked in the jewels? Oh, I mean, that's the risk you take. That's why you wear a cup. That's why you wear a cup there, please. That's yeah. why you wear. That's why you wear one of those industrial giant. Oh, well, I understand. Cups. <laughs> yeah, you would understand the giant cups. I know you do. I, I understand, um, but could you just imagine? Just you know, you're you're going for a ball, and then you like trip on this stock of oh, yeah. corn. Oh yeah. Well, no, because if you trip, you can't. T- you have to. It's just like catching a home run ball. Like you can't. You can't step into where the the fence would be the the front corn, so oh, you can't okay. touch the corn. Like you have to jump, you'd have to jump before the corn and catch the ball into the corn. Uh-huh. You can't. Your feet cannot touch the corn, or else it's a home run. That's just the fact. I feel like this is you have turned this into like some scarecrow Halloween game or something. <laughs> I mean, you it's, jump did, before you- did the Field of Dreams movie have? <laughs> It did the, the Field of Dreams movie did not have corn, or did not. Sorry, it did have corn. It had a lot of corn. The Field of Dreams movie <laughs> did not did not have a fence in front of the corn. The Field of Dreams stadium. Well, this so, is true. Yes. So that's you know that's just I you know just let me know. Apparently, well, so hey, I appreciate just, the idea. Thank I, you, and I, I hope that I I I I know that Major League Baseball is listening to this and they will probably enact that next year because it was announced that we will have a field of dreams too next year. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't, uh, I don't know if you were aware, but uh, there, it, it was all over social media about like what, and I'll ask you it, this question right now, what other fictitious Stadium. There's an obvious, I think, first answer. But what other fictitious baseball stadium would you want Major League Baseball to explore, possibly recreating in the future? Other than, other than, Fields of Dreams. <sighs> you know, I, I I loved I loved Fever Pitch. All right, I well, loved I mean, Fever Pitch mainly because Bob Euchre was in it, and I just I just love Bob Euchre to bits. I do. Well, you know why I wouldn't enjoy Fever Pitch. Why? I imagine I imagine you would understand why I don't enjoy Fever Pitch. Yeah, but maybe someone's tuning in for the first time and and they don't know. Oh, because well, the I mean, you're gonna make me the the Red Sox. Spoiler alert: the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004 against my favorite team. Yeah, so, I get it. Thank you. you I, made I get me say it. that. You made me say that. That would hurt. You know yeah, what? But, I appreciate- yeah, but guess what, though? Guess what, though? At least what? your team made it there, whereas mine just completely spit the bit three games to none. Well, for for our listeners, I think also at the same time, you're trying to cultivate my my hatred for the Red Sox. And you know what? It's working. So yeah. I, I, I already dislike them. but Our shared despising <laughs> of the Red Sox is why we do this show. That's the only reason why we've created this baseball show. Well, you know, Green Monsters <laughs> Inc. You know, it's just <laughs> oh, oh, hit, hit, Come on, hit the drum and snare. Uh, Thank you. That was great. 
And that was a great transition to the AL East, my friend, where the Tampa Bay Rays sit pretty atop first place with the best record in the American League. Yes. Yes, Uh, 71-47. Red Sox, three games back. The Yankees, after, you know, the last time we spoke even, didn't seem to be on the right track, but it seems that they have uh, muscled their way back into this contention at 65 and 52, five and a half games back. The Blue Jays, seven and a half in fourth, and then the lowly Orioles. The top four, though, is impressive. Probably it, the best division in baseball. I would, um, I, I don't think it's close, really. And we'll get yeah. to the others in yes. a little bit. And you'll see. Yeah, exactly. where I have my fun fact that I'm sure you know of, but we'll get there. Yeah. The other New York team. Um, it's it's really, I mean, if I can just quickly talk about this for yeah, a second. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it's really interesting. I mean, Tampa Bay, they they have really forged ahead, in part because they swept the Red Sox in a four-game series. Red Sox, I mean, as of a couple of weeks ago, were up two and a half. Now they're back three. That arrow is not pointing in the right way for the Red Sox. It is for the Yankees. Toronto, I think Toronto's where Toronto's going to be. Um, they they certainly have made strides. That I don't think they're just quite there yet to contend. Even with the moves that they made. I think because of the pitching and how much they've you know, suffered because of not having a lot of pitching for the first half of the year, I think that's really going to uh, do them in. And then, I mean, we, we don't need to say any more about Baltimore except for the fact that their record is 38 and 78, and that's that. Well, well, and actually I have two questions before we move on. Uh, one, do the Orioles win 22 more games? Like, are they going to lose more than 120 games? I, I, I can't see them. I think they're going to lose over 120 games. See, so they're thirty-eight and seventy-eight. So that, right, twenty-two would be you, sixty. That brings you to sixty. I, I, I think they're losing a hundred. Yeah, I do. Oh, no, sorry, hundred. I, I meant uh, one hundred and ten games. So my, my, my apologies. Well, let's see, thirty-eight and so that would mean, seventy-eight. So, so they've played a hundred and sixteen games, yeah. meaning that they have forty-six left. So a third of 46. So 32. Are they going to lose 32 more games? Are they going to lose 32 of their next 46? Likely. Well, well, no. No, they only have to lose 22 of their next 46. Okay, let's just do this a lot easier. Okay. I made it complicated. In order for the Orioles to not lose 100 games, They'd have to go 23 and 23 in their next 46. Not happening. No, I mean, they've they've won less than a third of their games. There's no chance that that's happening. So if you so think... So 110 is certainly on the, on the docket. So let's just use the 46 as an example. The Orioles win 15 of their next 46. So that would bring them to 53... And 109, so just missing. And, yeah, it is certainly quite plausible that they lose 110. Are they are they losing 100? I think no doubt about it. 110, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. 
Well, uh, that's it, something it's, it's possible. Certainly something to look at. And my last question before we move on, we spent a lot of time on the AL East, but you know what? Swinging blindly. It's worth never, it. Never know where we're going to land. It is the best division baseball, so it does deserve the most time in that sense. The biggest surprise, I mean, I, I know we've just, we've touched on it, but I mean, that the biggest surprise, and I, and I have our preason, you know, predictions. The Red Sox have Those to be the biggest out. shocker of, of, of the whole, of, of the whole season. Right, I mean, still, even though they sit I think there. they're the surprise in the American League in a good way, no question about it. I don't yeah. think I don't think they're quite the surprise of baseball. We'll get to them, Ooh. but I I think they are the second most positive surprise in baseball. All right, fair enough. I actually have an inkling as to where you're going to go with that, but we will get there. As you said, let's go to from the AL East to the, the NL, NL East. Oh, yes. Let's just call a spade a spade here, Blaze. The, the number one team in the NL East, the 62 and 56 Atlanta Braves, would currently be the fifth place team in the AL East. No, they'd be um, um well Yeah. Yeah, they be. yeah, they'd be a game worse than Toronto, but yeah. I mean just saying. They, just I mean saying. and and let's just start right there. Atlanta, we thought they would probably have by now what, fifteen, maybe twenty more wins than what they do? Yeah, going into the season for sure. I've I mean one hundred percent. I mean, with with some hiccups along the way, injuries, Ozuna. And what Acuna, what have you? Acuna is the big one. Oh yes, of course, Acuna. I mean, I again just, uh, just another scab you're ripping open as I have him on both of my fantasy teams. And I mean, the other know, thing though you know, too but, is this team never really they never really got it together with their pitching. No, and and they did make some moves at the deadline, but um, I think I mean. <laughs> Let's just be real here for a second. Dan at least is not. I will. The only way you're getting into the postseason is by winning that division. That's how bad it is. We'll have to come up with a with a stipulation because I'm going to say this and I'm going to put this on the record. And if it happens, it happens. I've seen crazier things with the Cardinals making runs in the playoffs. I get it all. Dan at least will not be will not have the World Series representative. In, in for the NL this year, I would tend to agree with that. So bold prediction for sure. So put that down as my, one of my bold, bold postseason. I really well, don't think it's that bold. I, I, I mean, call it bold for to, for the reason I I said before, and, and we'll move on in a second. But because I've seen very improbable Cardinal runs, the two World Series that I've seen, they squeaked into the playoffs and had to fight and fight and fight as underdogs the entire way. So that. I have I can sympathize with on that side, and I do know how I understand how hard it is to win in the baseball playoffs. Yeah, so that that's all well and good. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but you got to look at how the I NL, know, man. The you got to look at you have to look at how the NL East has Phillies. played against the rest of the league, and it's not good. It's not if, good. But I, so I, that, I, so I've that's why I'm saying. That your prediction is not maybe as bold as as you think. Eh, I think it's still pretty bold in August. But anyway, the Phillies, 
one game back. It is one of the tighter divisions, if not the tightest, at least in the top three. Well, it's a three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Phillies one game back, the Mets two and a half, followed by the Marlins and Nationals, respectively. Yeah. I mean, I think we pretty much covered it. Clearly the weakest um, division. Both, I will, I do want to point out though, both the Phillies and the Mets have uh, two of the best uh, home records in the NL um, substantially better uh, at their own home ballparks than they are on, on the road, which I know is tends to be the, the, the idea, but you would, you'd be surprised how close it usually is. And sometimes how much it sways um, for those who are listening. So we'll move on to back to the AL with the AL central place. And how about the fact that the white Sox are the, are the only team over 500 in this division? Yeah, so I mean, I guess the case could be made for this to be the worst, the actual worst division in baseball. Um, and at least it's just way fun to say, but the AL Central certainly is not looking too good at this at this stage. I mean, I mean you, you look total, at even Cleveland, uh, yeah. who, who's ten and a half games behind Chicago. It's either ten or ten and a half. Ten, yeah, yeah ten, and they're. Wait, I mean, they have hardly a shot in the wild card. Tito Francona taking the rest of the year off to focus on his health. My sense is he's not coming back as uh, Indians manager. I just have that feeling. I think, Ooh. I think Tito's, I think Tito's done. I, I do because he's had to take off a lot more time in recent years because of his health. I mean, that that only works for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, especially when the team is the way that it is currently constructed. They 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 obviously brought him in at a time when things were on the up and things are currently not so much. Uh, as you said, the Indians, a team that uh, has certainly outperformed what we both thought and I think what most people thought, the Tigers sit there right at 11 games back, right around 500. So good for the Tigers. They've surged their offensive production in the last like month, month and a half, two months has been impressive. Um, Yeah. uh, yeah. Some good stuff going down there in uh, the Motor City. Yeah, and we do have to admit this, regardless of what we think about A.J. Hinch, regardless of what we think about Alex Cora, there is an undeniable impact oh yeah that is overwhelmingly positive for both the red sox with cora and the tigers with hinch well and and i and i'll i want to throw in there yeah a guy who i was not happy with and i'm still not happy with him being back and has certainly had his fair share of controversy surrounding him is tony la Russa, who honestly i agree will probably will probably end up winning manager of the year and 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 baseball is going to have to look at themselves and and ask how all these other managers are going to have to ask themselves how did this happen and here it is and uh, it, it is truly amazing as much as I mean I'm so thankful for Larusa and what he was able to accomplish with my favorite team the Cardinals but well and how know, I mean, and how about the fact I mean Larusa he couldn't be at the Field of Dreams game he had a funeral a family funeral I believe but. Uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't able. What a to be- sight that would have been to see Larusa at that game! Oh my gosh, would have taken me back. Would have taken. I would have just been taken uh, aghast. I would have been aghast. Yeah, uh, 
Probably, but anyway, probably grabbing corn, you know, to absorb the jack. Daniels. Yes. What is it already? Yeah. Or, or maybe he's looking to run out in the corn and give him a bonfire and uh, some some metal structuring and might, uh, you know, <laughs> might just live out there and distill his own his own stuff out there. But anyway, we move to the just Minnesota when it couldn't Twins. become more <coughs> corny. That's stuff you only get here on the Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ and Blaze. We have the Twins and the Royals rounding it out, 16 and 18. I mean, all things considered, there are some wider margins, but clearly, I mean, the Twins, one of the the bigger disappointments, I'd say. No question about it. And now that they're fully healthy, I I think, I mean, look at what they've they've come back. I mean, obviously way... Way too little. Way too late. Way too late. Well, and you know what it is too is if the White Sox haven't didn't get out to this big lead, you know, I mean, for, I don't think anybody expected them to be one of the one of the top teams in the AL. I mean, I think we. I, I disagree. Sir, I did. I oh no, did I too. I did too. I I did too. The White Sox. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, in general, I don't. We, neither one of us said that they were going to be the top team, or at least be sniffing that. So that's a fact, and that's that's a fact for sure. But uh, hey, I mean, I mean and games. look, if we end up if we end up facing the White Sox, we meaning the Yankees, hey, we won five games out of six. I'll take that matchup. Sure thing. And, and you know, five five games, is, and that's kind of what I'm saying is five games. If the White Sox are 63 and, and 55 right now, and and you imagine some of those wins could be dispersed between the AL Central, this is a much tighter race than it is now. But clearly, as you said, too little, too late. White Sox have expanded their lead to a point where it seems unsurmountable. But again, as we've discussed, crazy things have happened. So Do if you're I a fan think- of any of those teams, then keep your head up. Because I've certainly been down, and my team is currently 10 games back. But I have hope. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's not out of the realm of possibilities for the Twins to come back and finish second in the, in the division. I think it's yeah. going to happen. I do. Yeah, there you go. Another another decent prediction there. And how about that? Uh, I mean, two weeks ago, I was I was giving them the there. well, and and some might say that they deserve it. They did, still, but no question about it. At the time, they back. did. Yeah. Seven and three in their last 10. So there you go. Um, NL Central. Let's just get into it. We got the Milwaukee Brewers with an eight game lead over the Cincinnati Reds, followed by the surging eight and two in their last 10. Swept this, the, uh, the weekend and the, and the three games before six game winning streak. St. Louis Cardinals at 61 and 56. The <laughs> man, this team. Chicago Cubs 0 and 10 in the last 10. I mean, yikes. Just a just a shame. A shame that a once proud franchise like the Chicago Cubs, a, a champion, one out of the last hundred and some odd years, champion. Impressive. It's very impressive what the Cubs were able to do and get that one world championship. And it's just a shame that in, in so short amount of time they are just falling far from, from where that where they were and, and and you know it's just I, I feel for the Cub fans and I just feel for the Cubs and, and their and their franchise. So you really don't. Tw- you can't stand them. What? I 
You don't I feel for the Cub fans. You don't feel for the Cubs. Did you not hear what I just said, Blaze? I said I feel very much for a once proud franchise that has since fallen very far and and sold their all of their their cornerstones that won them the championship. But you know, and you have to do what you have to do. And they sit twenty and a half games back. That's the that's all I'll say about the Cubs. And and I feel for them. Uh, but then the Pirates, twenty nine and a half games back. They are the the Baltimore Orioles of the NL. We'll have to keep track of that to see who ends up with the worst uh, record is. And I guess, actually, I guess the Diamondbacks would be considered. Yeah, yeah, the, the Diamondbacks have the worst record. Yeah, yeah. And they actually have the same amount of wins as the Orioles, so we'll have to keep track of that. Um, but anything to say about the NL Central, please? I mean, I, I, I all I have to say about the Cardinals is I am very – I have hope and I'm scared. That's literally all I want to say because I feel like if I put too much out into the ether that everything's just going to be awful and it'll be my fault. Yeah, I mean, the the thing, though, that you have to at least be optimistic about is the fact that they're four and a half out of the wild card. Four and a half back, and and they just got their ace. I mean, to get your ace back from injury in the middle of August is certain, and he pitched well in his first game back is certainly something to be excited about uh, when your two-star players are starting to get hot in the middle of August. It's also something that you want to be excited about, but I'm scared, but we will see. And can you just also say that you're, you feel, you feel for the Cubs, the once proud franchise that has now fallen uh, so far? Well, I mean, I do with that okay. said, I I am kind of teasing you a bit because now you're so far up on them. It's it's almost you know you're you're kind of you're I know I am kind of salt into the, the wound. You are I very, know I feel. You're, you're wait very wait much no are, yes no. you are yeah no you, I'm not you you are poking the cub. <laughs> I don't know if listen back to this and you tell me that I am because I have said nothing but nice things about the Cubs. But I know you. This <laughs> once proud well. franchise. That my team is now 10 games up on. You know, a team that had such a good start and now has just completely... I didn't say any of that. You're fallen off that. the cliff. You yeah. added that. That was you. So the people, the couple fans can be mad at you, not me. So, anyway. Well, let them be mad at both of us because you know what? They'll never be as mad at us as they were Steve Barton. So, who cares? That, that and honestly, they might not... Baseball fans in general might not ever be as mad as they were at this next team that we will discuss. The Houston Astros, 70-47, and first place in the AL West. Two and a half games up on the Oakland Athletics, followed by the Seattle Mariners, eight games back, and then the Angels, the Troutless Angels, 12 games, uh, and then the Rangers, 28 and a half. What say you, my friend, about the AL West? Hey, Seattle's right there. We didn't think that'd be the case. And they still have a somewhat realistic shot at the wild card. I, they are, to to me right now, they are the last in the horses that have a realistic shot at the wild card beyond, beyond Seattle. So you start getting down into the Cleveland's of the world and it, they're, they're just too far back. I mean, Seattle's, I mean, it's it's kind of a distant shot, but 
nonetheless, they're right there. Oakland is right there. They're well positioned if they can to win the AL West. Uh, and then, you know, you, you'd have Houston as the wild card team. The one yeah. thing I wanted to say, uh, too, going back to the NL Central. Yeah, go ahead. Is the fact that the Cardinals are only two games behind the Reds. Who are right in, ahead of them yeah. in the wild card race, and, followed by the the next division that we'll get to, which yeah, well, and you incredible. have yeah, and you have a a San Diego team mm-hmm. that is just you, you you don't know what they're doing. I mean, Tatis no. is going to start in the outfield now, I guess, and yeah. they they just reached the deal to get Jake Arrieta Jake that Arrieta. reclamation project. Uh I mean, talk about a, I mean, talk about a slap to the face. I mean, the Cubs released him. Yeah, yeah, and you he know, he's part of I that mean, world championship team. I certainly think, uh, it, I, I think you used the correct term, and I, that could be used. And it is. It's a reclamation spot again, and I don't mean to keep harping back on the two World Series, but for both of them, I just know that the Cardinals made some like very small, which is their brand deadline moves and they grabbed and at the time they had legendary pitching coach Dave Duncan um, who was the master of, of reclamation and at this point it's it's I think it's harder in this day and age to do something like that than it than it was then so yeah well Dave Duncan um, too as a pitcher was a reclamation project of his own Duncan was a catcher Dave Duncan Oh, well, then he wasn't. All right. Yeah. Well, then the award <laughs> <laughs> goes to me. I got you. No, no. Dave Duncan was. Yeah, no, I just, I just, it's, it's, it's just harder in general because the pit, you just don't make them like, like the Dave Duncans. You don't make them like the legendary pitching coaches of, no, of because, the past. No, because it's, it's the game all has changed. It's all yeah, analytics. Exactly. It's not exactly. What I mean, Leo, I mean, look at Leo Mazzoni, who I think was the, the best pitching coach we will ever see. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, with, with, Dave Duncan. What? Besides Dave Duncan. Yeah, I mean, but 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 Leo Mazzoni, I mean, he had his pitchers doing a bunch of long toss and stuff, which, catch, which oh, yeah. kept their arms healthier. They oh, were yeah. able to go longer. For sure. For sure. I, you know, it's, the I actually, and I just, not to get back, we're already on the Cardinals in any way, kind of. You went back to the NL Central, so I just want to say one one more thing on the pitching uh, topic. Adam Wainwright had a at thirty nine years old the other day pitched a a eighty eight pitch complete game shutout two hitter at thirty nine years old, and he, and the man. That does not throw harder than like 90 miles an hour on a, on a good day. And how incredible that is to me is it, it, it's, it's just, it blows my mind because as we're talking about in this day and age, when everybody's throwing as hard as they are and, and, can, and the movement and, and all these things and Adam Wainwright, is just a blast from the past, man. And that's, it's just incredible what he's been able to do to, to keep the Cardinals in there. Every, you know, we've known, He's he's top three in innings pitched in the in the entire game, and the man's thirty nine years old. Rubber arm. I don't know. It's just shout out Adam Wainwright and shout out you know the pitching coaches and shout out uh, the exclamation project Jake Arrieta. 
to be honest with you. You and, mean reclamation project? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did if, say exclamation. If, he, if he's able to take San Diego to the World Series, then it's an exclamation And it's project. an exclamation project. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even if they can make the playoffs in that division, it would be an exclamation project. Um, well, I mean, they, I mean, they, they, they stand a pretty good shot. I mean, but then again, we don't know what this team is right now. It, it feels like a team that that is searching for its identity a lot mm-hmm. later in the season than what it than what they should have been. It, it it almost, I don't know. I if if I were a Padres fan, I would not have a great feeling about things right now. And just to go back to Adam Wainwright, he and Yadier Molina better be introducing each other into the Hall of Fame. I mean, you, whoa, that goes did without you, saying. Whoa, did you 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 think? I mean, I certainly think Yadi is, but do you you think Wainwright will get Hall of Fame uh, mentions? I I think he's a I think Adam Wainwright is a Hall of Famer. Wow, that first of all almost brings a tear just to my eye to hear you say, but. To wow, me, I'll he is to... he is one of the best pitchers, one of the most dominant pitchers yeah. of this time. And he, I mean, he lost a year to to uh, he lost a year to, to Tommy John, and that, that was actually 06 when they won. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Wright wasn't even on that team. They yeah, went eighty two right. and eighty. Um, yeah, and that was one of the big runs you you were talking about. Yeah. See, um, yeah. if you can, can you get me uh, Wayne Wright's? Pull up Wayne Wright's stats if you can. Yeah, sure. Do you want to go through the NOS while I'll do that? The standings as we were we were talking about them, and I'll get that. Sure. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so in terms of the NL standings, you have the San Francisco Giants. They're the only that I mean they have the best record in all of Major League Baseball. They're the only team with seventy six wins. What was that, Peach? Sorry. Talk about surprises. I know I was looking it up, but. Just talk about surprises, the Giants. Oh my gosh! I mean, well, <laughs> they they to me are the biggest surprise in all Major League Baseball. Yep, yep. You're right about that. You're right. Be, they they were not predicted to do what they're doing. They lead the Dodgers by three and a half, four games. Dodgers is seventy two wins. San Diego's you know right there, a couple of games behind the Dodgers again. It's a team that's kind of figuring out their identity. And then you have the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks really not worth mentioning because they both really suck. <laughs> I like when I, I, you need to next episode, you're going to run through the uh, divisions because I like when you do it better. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, it stinks for Padres fans as you were kind of saying that they would be, First in obviously clearly the NL East, they would be second right now in the NL Central. NL Central, which is a testament to the Brewers, but the just it's just they just have the the crap end of the stick as they say because they have to face those two powerhouses as well in front of them. And as we said, that we didn't even expect one of those powerhouses, which is just wild. Yeah, I mean, but also too. They didn't make the upgrades. They didn't make a lot of big upgrades. They, Until they added Bryant, which we would. We no, 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 no. KB, oh. Chris Bryant went to the Giants. We're talking about. Oh, the oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All I good. Were, I'm, I um, thought you were talking about the surprise Giants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you're well, right. I mean, KB, Chris Bryant to the Giants. I mean, that's a significant move. I mean. Yeah. The Padres didn't. You're right. Right. I mean, what? 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 I don't understand what 
the GM of the uh, Padres is thinking. And you know what it was too. Uh, I don't know if you re- like noticed this, but it it felt like like they were being mentioned in every sweepstakes, and then they fell short. So that has to be a gut punch as well. It it almost know? yeah, it almost feels like that guy at the poker table who Ooh. is trying to bait people by throwing in these big bets, and then he shows his hand at the end, and it's a pair of deuces, nine high. You're not winning with that hand very often. No. That's essentially what happened with the San Diego Padres and the trade deadline. Yep. Well, I think I think you're exactly right, man. And uh, it it will be a testament to what they did before because clearly this is a team that did make moves prior to this season and this, in the off season before, and. It's just uh, I think the Giants have, have put it together and, 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 you know, talk about manager of the years there. And yeah, who would have thought Gabe Kapler? Of all yeah, people? I mean, it's it's it. I just it's not even an even numbered year, please. The Giants aren't supposed to be good unless it's an even number year. And it just bugs me because and I say that they won in 2010, they won in 2012 and then they won in 2014, uh, 2014. And now here they are again, and it's just the the Giants just don't go away, and that's a testament to ownership. That's a testament to leadership. That's a testament to the team that they are able to put together and the the, the personalities and just hey, as you have to, if you're a fan, good good for you. Like seriously, uh, you have to be you have to be grateful to be a Giant fan right now. And it's a testament to Chris Russo. There you go. Oh, shout out Mad Dog. You're right. Why well, no PJ? <laughs> I have. Uh, does uh, Russo and you want to hear Wainwright's stats? I have them in front of me. I, oh, I also. Well, what are his stats, PJ? I also have to uh, uh, correct myself because I would hate myself if I didn't. He was there in 06. He was a rookie in 06 when they won. The, he closed out the World Series. So I. I How the, should, oh, I, that's right. Yes, I don't know how you the, forgot about that. I uh, see the season. I be, I remember being upset about. I threw my phone when I got this update on my little flip phone. I threw my phone, and I believe I told this story actually on this on this podcast. Uh, that I I got the update on a little ESPN update on my phone. It was right before the season started. It was 2011. He was oh, yeah, coming those, off of those great text updates. Remember those? Like, oh yeah, I loved it. I I don't even those know why. The that's, best. I mean, it is still a thing, but like anyway. Uh, 2010, his 2010 season. He was coming off in 09 and 19, uh, 19 and 8 season. And 2010, 20 wins, 20, uh, oh, sorry, 20 wins, 11 losses, a 2-4-2 ERA. You know, back-to-back 230 innings, mm-hmm. back-to-back 200-plus strikeouts. He would finish second in the Cy Young in 2010, sec- uh, third in 09, second in 2010. But then Tommy John. 2011, and that's that's when they won the World Series, when Chris Carpenter threw the no hitter against Roy Holiday in the Divisional Series. We uh, beat the Brewers in the NLCS, and then obviously the improbable World Series uh, win against the Rangers. Uh, anyway, so a 19 win season in 09, 20 in 2010, 2013, 19 wins, 2014, 20 wins out of Mr. Wainwright. He on his career is 178. And 104. Oh, really? He, I thought he had more wins than that. 
well, he did start his career more as a closer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just injury, injury riddled seasons, a career three, three, seven ERA, a, uh, just under 2000 strikeouts, uh, just under 2,400 innings pitch 16 years career so far. This, this is his 16th season. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I, 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 I didn't realize his stats were like that. I honestly thought they were better. Yeah, just like I said, just a couple injury riddled seasons, man. He just had a couple when he was when he was healthy, those those besides 2011. So 20 2009, 2010, 2012, 2013 and 2014, 30 starts all of those years, 30 plus starts. And then he misses the 2011 right in the middle of when he was clearly in Cy Young form, finishes third, second, and then second again and third again. Yeah, he just never uh, he got hurt in, in 2015. He got hurt in, in 2018. And then obviously the 2020 loss season that that was, was what it was. And I mean, I look, I don't think you're far off I, as a Cardinal fan. And again, somebody who clearly, you know, I've has seen him my entire career or his entire career. He's certainly a Cardinal Hall of Famer, and he might get a cup. He might get some votes and could sniff the seventy-five percent. But you know, such as like, I mean, he's certainly not getting there on the first ballot. No question about it. But yeah, and okay, so I do want to backtrack. I mean, I guess this is just basically my Homer minute and just baseball talk to end the show. Uh, you know, Yadier Molina, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. In your opinion, no doubt, no doubt. You think that for sure? Because I, I don't know. I think I think he's growing his case, and I think he's going to play one more season. But um, and I think Wainwright might too. But do you think, like, as as somebody who you know hasn't been as up to date on? Do you want his? Should I pull up his stats really quick? Do we have a couple, like, two, three minutes? I think uh, we yeah, we we've got uh, yeah, we've got some time for sure. I mean, to me, Yadier Molina, you talk about the postseason. You talk about some of the big clutch plays. You talk about his reliability. You talk about his dependability. You talk about his defense. You talk about his hitting. You talk about the big gun and the Terrosian arm that he has out at second base. I'm he, telling I, you. That was awesome. I I love, first of all, I love I all that. I must have looked like a complete dweeb on camera when I was just doing that. <laughs> If only the people could see. Um, uh, it, or they, not. Be glad you don't. Or glad you, you can't. Well, I'm glad I did. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, I, I the, people don't <laughs> tend to run on him. They still do, but he still has a, a higher thro- uh, caught stealing percentage, almost 10% than the entire league. So just want to point that out. Um yeah, I mean his his offensive stats aren't really what does it. I think the ten the ten time All Star and the one two three four five six seven eight straight eight straight and then nine total Gold Gloves at catcher with the two thousand starts at catcher. Uh, he's no doubt. Better. I mean, it's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. No doubt. First hundred and six. He's got over two thousand. He's got twenty one hundred. Uh, or sorry, no, he's got oh yeah twenty one hundred hits. I mean. The man's two thousand starts as a catcher. What's his uh, caught stealing uh, percentage? Ooh, okay. Let me grab that because I'm only on the. I mean, because his his arm 
I mean, all those Molinas. I mean, I, I really didn't believe that someone could be better than both Benji and Jose. Oh, God, I love Jose, too. I mean, I know yeah. you do. I mean, I, I don't know what it is about the Molinas. I've just, I've always liked them. They're just, they're, they're, they're what, they're what baseball. baseball should be. Yes. His career caught stealing is 40%. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, in today's age, that's, that's pretty nuts. off the charts. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. 44% so far this year. 44 this year. Yeah, that's pretty wild. At 30, what, 8, 39? 38, 38 years 38 old. 38 years games old. Caught. 86 games caught this year. Wow. Yeah. 86. So, uh, wow, wow. 86 games, 38 years old, 44% uh, caught stealing. Caught stealing, yeah. I... Good Lord. Wow. 17 for 22 this year. Yep. Wait, 17 for 22. Er, no, sorry. Sorry. 17 for. And I'm reading this wrong. I can't. Cost stealing. Yeah. He's always well, caught 17 and only 22 guys have gotten. Still, still okay. So he's, so he's yeah, 20. Yeah. So he's 17 out of 39. Thank you. Thank you for doing yeah, that math. I sure. appreciate that. I got you. Yeah, we're at the, you know, we're 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 at the t- getting towards the end of the show, and I just, you know, we're talking Yadier Molina, and my brain's just, you know, I, I, this is honestly the longest I've I've talked about the Cardinals in a long time on the show because I've just been down, and and I appreciate you letting me, letting me do this because I've been baseball, man, I'm back, I'm back. I was clearly down, and I and I apologize to the people, but I'm back, please, and it's in large part to you. And, and you know what? I think you are too with your Yankees. And I think we have a lot of exciting baseball that's going to happen in, in between now and the playoffs. And I'm ready to get my heart broken. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And, and even, and even during the, the playoffs, I mean, I, I just, I mean, really no matter what happens, bro, it's, it's going to be great. And we're going to be talking baseball, you know, every week come playoff time. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, probably every day between the two of us, uh, it, it it really, it's it's an interesting time of the year. It really is. I mean, I can't believe we're already in mid-August. You and, know, in here the NFL season's less than a month away. We're in the we're getting into the home stretch of the baseball season. Really, is just it's it's a good time. It's a good time to be a sports fan. It really is. I know it's cool, and we had it last year, and I'm grateful for that. But the fact that we've so far had a relatively unscathed full season, yes, is is and and let's just say it because baseball podcast, the only sport so far that has done that and successfully. All the I mean, basketball went with ten games less and a shorter off season. Um, hockey, obviously, the same. So, and a different type of schedule. Baseballs. Yeah, but their seasons. I mean, I give them a, a, a you know, you know, I I don't want to play that game only because. I'm just you, I just want to talk up baseball. I, I good, which I good for all the other sports to do that. I'm just talk, trying to talk up baseball because well, shout well, out, yeah, shout out to I mean, everybody involved that has made that happen. Also, too though, I mean, hockey. Hockey, their season started New Year's Day before the vaccines and everything. I mean, so baseball was well positioned 
to where it'd actually be kind of a travesty if there were hiccups in interrupting the season because of the fact that the season started and the vaccines were already out there, readily available to be put in arms. Yeah. Well, either way. I thought I'd lost you there for a second. Uh, and, and who knows, who knows how things are going to shape up, uh, you know, next year, 21, 22, you know, the, with the, you know, the renegotiating and all that other stuff. But anyhow, we do not have time to negotiate anything except the end of the show and avoiding the iceberg, PJ Gary. Yes, sir. Well, so take us out. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ and Blaze, where we swing for the fences and we honestly never care if we hit it or miss. Well, I mean, I care sometimes, but man, when I really hit it, I celebrate. I, I, you know, I leap over those bases. Well, if you leap over the bases, you'll get called out when you touch home. Oh, don't, oh, don't worry. I, I'll do the toe tap on each base, run around those bases, and then after I cross the plate, I'm going to go get me an ear of corn out of the field. For PJ Geary, I'm Blaze Bryant. Thanks so much for listening. Facebook.com slash Swinging Blindly Podcast. And on Twitter at Swinging Blindly, as well as via the Pacifica Radio Network of low-power FM radio stations. PJ, what happens if we swing a miss? As I just said, we don't care. That's right, so it's worth repeating. Until next time, happy baseball. 